Welcome back, everybody, to Dice and Consequences. I'm here with Kirsty, and we are going to be interviewing Jake and Austin today. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? Uh, well, it's fantabulous. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. Everything's fantastic, fantastic. guys. <laughs> Thank you. It's going great. Good. How about you? Are you okay? How are the Hanging kids? Hanging in there. How's the oh. dog? <laughs> uh, looks dead, but probably sleeping. Probably Same. sleeping. <laughs> probably. <laughs> exactly. Alrighty, so we wanted to uh, just do, you know, our little interview series. I'm sure everyone's already heard the interview with Seth so far. We just wanted to kind of get to know a little bit more about the people involved in Dyson Consequences. Oh, shucks. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I didn't think I was that important at all. Well, what do you do here, Jake? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, that is a good question. Keeps the lights on. <laughs> I am one of the two dungeon masters for Dyson Consequences. Of course, uh, some of you who have been longtime listeners know that. And I've also done a couple things on the side campaigns. I do uh, a, a bit of the editing and stuff like that as well, as um, as needed as it goes there. Um, and yeah, other than that, uh, that's that's pretty much all I do for the podcast, I suppose. Huh? Do you think that's fair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Austin? Would you tell us about what you've been working on? Well, you know, we've just been doing D&D. Yeah. it up. I try to get as much D&D as we can. Just clawing at it. That dream. A little few and far between lately, huh? I know it. Uh, but yeah, we, we just we DM from time to time. I can't even remember when the last time was, but we've been playing <laughs> Renard, which is fun. I love Renard. Yeah, he's pretty great. Mm -hmm. That's, I, lo I, lo I love the characters we got. Oh, the characters we got going in the in the side campaign right now. They're, they're really fun. I mean, it's kind of like a return for me to like my original character, so I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That part's been really fun with with all the nostalgia from mm -hmm. us first getting together as a group and everything. I mean, and everybody yeah. remembers the first character they 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 played, right? Yeah, I sure uh, do. I was like, I do. <laughs> I I actually I still have there. I still have his character sheet. I still still have his character. Sheet. I don't Aww. have that, but yeah, I just found it yesterday or refound it yesterday. You know what we should do is we should like each like get our original character sheets like framed. Oh, that would be cute. That would be really cute. <laughs> I still have that uh, uh, where is that? That that one present you guys gave you me. Yeah, that map one? still. I don't the map the map Chris or uh, Lexi still has it. It's somewhere. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, I have that uh, that tribute you guys gave me. The one, oh yeah. The, the once upon a time one. You remember that one? Yeah, I remember it. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't have any of the character sheets anymore, or the map, which I, I really want. Lexi won't give it to me because she, <laughs> she's evil. And she moved. <laughs> she also moved, as an evil person does. <laughs> Several states away. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could you send me a picture of that? Because I was just thinking about that the other day. That was so funny. Yes. Uh, I will. So, what brought you guys to the table for the first time playing D&D? We'll go with you first, Austin. Right. So this is so for for D and D itself. So I'll just go ahead and say tabletop. So back in high school, <laughs> there's this guy named Alex, and I had math with him in like my freshman year, and he was kind of kind of a loner, and he got to talking about Warhammer 40k Rogue Trader, which is a weird Star Trek like tabletop. And so, set in 40k, right? Set in 40k, and I'm like, wow, I really want to do that with you guys. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he had me read five of the Horus Heresy books in order to understand. And then that was probably really good introduction. Like you probably knew the lore inside and out. That's <laughs> that's right. Uh, after reading five. 300 page books I, I was able to begin oh God. playing with them. you want to play a game with us do your homework first. exactly i was like yeah i'm down uh and then i played captain swansonson arch militant who wasn't actually the captain he was just a captain prior <laughs> uh and then and then we did proper D, &D back in uh, high school after that with with savannah and, yeah. and all of them what was that 3.5 
It was. Yeah. <laughs> that was a fun time. It feels really good. So then, so for me, it was, so a similar thing. So it started in high school. So like I'd, I'd been interested in tabletop games before and um, I was interested in the, the minis, the, the, I, a lot of like the, the battle figures from like 40K is another really big, uh, really big into miniatures and stuff like that. But like, I never got into it when I was a little kid because it was really expensive and you know, all the good stuff, right? But it, it always looked cool and I was like, oh, this is awesome. I got into like Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that, Pokemon, you know, the general nerd stuff. And then in high school, uh, I've had a, my, my uh, one of my group of friends there, they had started, they they were talking about like, oh yeah, we play, we play tabletop games. I'm like, oh, awesome. Like, and at first I was like, oh, like board games, like, you know, things like that. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 no. Like, like, you know, dice games. And I was like, oh, oh, okay, great. Uh, I'm like, yeah, I'd love to play. And so me and my buddy Derek, we got involved in it with uh, uh, my friend Nolan and Nick, uh, his brother Danny, uh, Tyler actually was, was in on it as well, Garrett uh, in it as well too. We started playing this game. It wasn't it wasn't any like established canon. It was our own that we made up or that Nolan had made up originally called uh, Pariah. He had another one of those Arthurium. One was a you know a high fantasy similar standpoint, and one was like a uh, kind of like a 40k Imperium of Man kind of thing, uh, where you're all on this like prison world planet. And so we we did that. Uh, we did that. I my first characters was uh, the commander. And he was an ex-Imperium commander who, because of the, the brainwashing stuff that they did to all of their like high-ranking stuff like that, he didn't know who his, didn't know, didn't know his name, so he was just the commander. And he's based off uh, Commander Shepard from Mass Effect, because, mm. you know, again, nerd begets nerd. <laughs> and uh, then uh, my the one in Arthurium, I believe, was... It wasn't it wasn't Seelus, it was somebody else. I can't, I can't think of it. I'll, I'll come back to him later. But um, he was, you know, fighter man. You know, he was a generic human fighter guy. It was, it was great. Uh, Tyler was in on that one too. It was a lot of fun there. And then my first introduction into D and D itself was in college. A uh, friend, another friend of mine, Garrett, different Garrett, had a game uh, 3.5 that he was playing, and I was like, "Oh, sweet, yeah, I'd, I'd love to play." I like, I, I did it in high school, and we we traded off doing DM stuff, and I played 3.5. For, we, we played that game for like three years. Like that that game, solid. That one game for three years. It's a long and, game. Yeah, uh, and I was Hector, uh, a sorcerer, and uh, we got to level like seventeen, level eighteen, and it all ended in a big climactic battle where we um, faced down uh, Bolgathar or something like that, and he was this like god of destruction. And uh, we took him down, and then uh, ascended to the mantle of gods. It was it was pretty great. It was it was a great way to end the campaign. It was like you actually like ended it. Was... Yeah, yeah, we actually <laughs> ended it, and we all we all ended up becoming gods, which was great. It was it was a lot of fun. And then <laughs> then in the one game that we played afterwards, we didn't play for much longer. We were still part of the mythos of the thing, which is really cool. That is awesome. Nice. So that's my first. That was my first experiences. Well, you mentioned that you did some DMing too. What was like your first DMing experience? Uh, my first DMing experience was with Pariah and then with Arthurium, which were the two custom homebrew ones that we did. And they were homebrew systems that were built off of, uh, instead of the D20 system like we use for D&D and most common, uh, we used uh, percentile. So we used, uh, it was like a D100, but we would use the percentile D10 and the regular D10, and that's what we would roll percentages, which is not uncommon. There are there are, there are systems that use that, but that's what we use primarily. So like I wasn't, I didn't have any real experience in the D20 system until you know I was in college. So uh, and there was there was that. It was just playing with some friends uh, really loosely, figuring out the rules kind of as we went because it was a, it was a living document. Because so we were making up the rules and more the lore for the setting and stuff like that as stuff happened because we're like oh hey this is a really broken this is a really broken thing like we had one thing where like you could take aim and you had your actions basically made it so like you could take almost 40 actions in one sitting and my character was built specifically for that and 
it, it became completely broken. So we had to do stuff like that. But yeah, that was the first DMA experience I had. Yeah, and Austin, um, so you DM'd our first game back in high school. How would you describe that whole experience? Uh, absolutely glorious. Love every <laughs> A game that we finished. We did, that's right. Uh, <laughs> and Malfernix wasn't evil the whole time. I can't believe it. Still wow. He didn't do anything evil. Yeah, we, we actually uh, fed that potato that space butterfly. Got him. Yeah, we did, and there were there were quite a few iterations of different characters along the way, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> right. There was a lot of different characters thinking about it. I one that comes to mind was the undead kung fu panda. That was a good one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anything could roll on that table, pretty much. <laughs> so was it was that just like did you justify it mechanically wise, or just like hey, no, 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 it's good. Well, so like, he, uh, one of our classmates wanted to be the Kung Fu Panda, and then yeah. he ended up dying, and... <laughs> oh, that's right, he was brought back by... Yeah, uh... by Evan's character. I think Evan was a necromancer. Yep. I don't that's think funny. he started as a necromancer, but he uh... became one. Um, and then, of course, bees. There was, there was the bag of holding man, man-sized bees. Flesh-eating bees. Yeah, mm-hmm. That we trapped in a bag of holding and then released at will. Sounds like nightmares, actually. <laughs> and then there was there was um, Lexi trying to rationalize her dragon... Uh, sorry, her... Um, dragon dragon, born having, dragon wings. born having wings. That's it. And flying. She, she got her wings eventually. <laughs> we, we, had her, we just made her work for it. Yeah. <laughs> She wanted fast travel before she could get it, was all. <laughs> she, she just wanted to sit in one spot and then, like, click something and then just boop and appear somewhere else. Right? <laughs> yes. Hey, so, Austin, so real quick. So, when you first started DMing, was this something that, like, you were like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do this? Or was this something you just kind of fell into? I'm pretty sure that, like, nobody else knew how to play it. So, it was my, my duty. And I had to make it happen, you know? We you know, had no idea. <laughs> see, see, that to, to me, like I, I've met a lot of other DMs that that's kind of the general consensus is a lot of it is like, I didn't know, I nobody else knew how to do it, so I decided to do it. Were you nervous at all doing it, having your first like campaign and like, and you your first campaign too wasn't in like Forgotten Realms, right? It was like your own. Yeah, something. Uh, well, something we all made, actually. Because <laughs> everyone drew up the map. <laughs> we came up with it together. It was fun. I love that. <laughs> Why, that was good. Yeah, like, you know, like one of the things that, that I, I love about D&D in general, and just the whole thing like that, and, and I told you guys this, this too, is that, like, the creative emergence, emergent storytelling that comes from all of us coming together and having, you know all of these different expectations, these different wants for coming from the game and all of that clashing and becoming the story that we end up telling. And like, uh, for me, one of the, one of the most fun parts of it was creating, is creating a world with a bunch of my, you know, fellow players or people like that. And then having them fill in parts of the lore as it goes or feel like, cause now you have investment in the world too. Like it's not just, you know, me doing it. It's, it's everybody else's kind of thing. You know what I mean? And it means something different to each person. Absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing what kind of story we can all tell together when we're feeling collaborative. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, so were you, so were you nervous though, Austin? Like were you nervous at all about, about doing it? I don't think so. I was just really excited. <laughs> you ever experienced nervousness? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't remember when, but I'm sure. <laughs> Perhaps when I was a small boy. <laughs> and see, like, so for, for me, and and this one was one of the another big thing for me that came in, like when we started doing this for the podcast was. I ran a lot of the games that we were doing by ourselves by like rule of cool and really like knowing the rules but not knowing the rules you know what I mean (laughs) and so like I was nervous coming into it thinking like oh crap there are gonna be people that are gonna be like um actually you can't use that in that particular fashion um that's actually not that's actually an action not a bonus action you can't quicken this spell and then use this at the same time it's not right 
You know what I mean? I was afraid of stuff like that. Were, were you ever nervous about like screwing something up like that? Uh, I mean, not not even just in the podcast, but just like DME in general. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> very very descriptive. Very descriptive. Uh, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, man, I probably could have ran that better thinking about it, but oh well. <laughs> well, as far as like DMing style goes, Jake definitely is much more on that like rule of cool sort of sort of spectrum. Austin, where would you like put yourself? Well, well that's the thing. Uh, I think, and like, I think the Warcraft campaign is a very good example that that I did. That uh, we had like the the escalation of cool. Uh, I was always trying to one up it to the point where like the party was totally unbeatable by level ten. <laughs> <laughs> I threw I threw a moon at him and it didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm like, mm, well, now what? Uh, a little too cool, huh? Not not to mention the party had like twenty NPCs traveling with them, and then they wanted them to talk to each other, and they're like, oh, what do you think, Jaina? I don't know. You're the one supposed to be figuring this shit out. <laughs> oh god. So, so as a player, that's one of my favorite things to do because, like, I can really you can really put like your DM through your paces and like. And Austin has DM'd for me in several different capacities, and so like you know, like me, like like Luthindel, I talk to him <laughs> constantly, and and with um oh god and um, Torgan. We did all like all the stuff we made Torgan do and things like that, right? Yeah, so I'll get right on it, sir. <laughs> yeah, like Oh god, that was just so much fun. But that that there in itself kinda lies lies a bit of an issue because like when you're DMing, you're running everything, right? And so like you want you want to like be able to queue up, you know, conversations and have like, you know, well fleshed out backstories and like three dimensional characters when it comes to like, you know, random crewman number six right yeah and you know know that he's a, he's actually a watercolor painter and he the only reason that he's on the ship right now is because he has student loans from art college right you know <laughs> but uh, i mean and not everybody's gonna have something like that and to have them interact with each other like how do you how do you handle that austin i mean we just gotta <laughs> we just gotta do it you just put your head down and, and make it happen. Yeah, like, for me, it's like, it's, I, I, I imagine, like, the, the DM, like, if we're thinking, like, in video game context standpoint, like, we're, like, the game engine itself, like, the, like the engine that the whole game is yeah, built so, off sometimes, of. Yeah, sometimes those frames drop and it chugs a while, you know? Yeah, no, and it does, because <laughs> we're, we're, we're processing. And, and unfortunately, not, and, and it's kind of interesting because it's like, not every single thing is compatible with the engine, right? So, like... Each of it will run run stuff slightly differently, you know what I mean? Um, but it's 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 funny to me because it's like I I had one DM uh, whose name was Ryder, and he was he had everything, all the minutia, every little tiny minuscule detail, he had it, or he was able to like do it on the fly, okay? And like so for like immersive storytelling and stuff like that, like. Any NPC literally could have become, you know, a main character. It was, it was that, you know, detailed. It's a lot of work. His, <laughs> yeah, his right? combat. So, but, but, but where that where that faltered though is his combat. Like when he did combat and like combat scenarios, they, it was garbage, absolute trash. Like he couldn't, he could not plan an encounter to save his life. And like, I mean, he could make an encounter, yeah, but he would be throwing like, okay, uh, here's fourteen goblins, take care of them. Yeah. Like that. And it's like, wait, but we're in a we're we're in the king's castle and I mm, why? Doesn't make like sense yeah, it, it for did, them did, to be there. Yeah, some of the stuff didn't make sense. You know, but like different it been like but I, then I had other DMs of course that are that were really good at um, the actual the combat portion of it and maybe different stuff like that. But like also like one thing I really like about yours is you're like you're really good at like minor detail stuff. When it when it comes to like the overview of the characters, right? But like the scenarios you put us in, there's always more than one. There's like there's there's more than one. There's like five or six different ways to get in and out of the situation, and that's one thing that I really like about like your style because it, it shows that like n there's not only one way to play play a certain scenario. You know what I mean? 
Thanks, man. Feels good. <laughs> feels I, good, I, I man. Feels good. I mean, do you, do you do you set out to try to do that? Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay, bud? It's like, uh, yeah. No, I, oh, know, he's, he's, he's blushing. He's blushing I'm too touched, much. I'm Jake. I can't oh. believe it. Well, I mean, I, I mean it. I really do. Like, I, I like, I, I love playing D and D with you, and I love the stuff, the, like, the stories that we get to, we get to tell. Because, like, seriously, it's like, God, I'm, I'm trying to trying to think of what, one of the best scenarios that we had there. Oh, okay. Well, here's here's one that that happened uh, on the on the podcast. So we make it into into Barovia, right? Okay, and we meet with Argal right there at the very the very, you know, front <laughs> there, and you you gave us everything from like murking Antony. To, you know, like, giving up stuff that we had to, like, gambling with them and, like, playing into the, the thing like that, right? Which so, we would never kill Antony. <laughs> never! No, no one, no one would ever kill anybody unnecessarily. Unnecessarily. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> dog! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but, but, like, you know, but that, that's one thing that, that was really, I really appreciated about that because, you know... It, we didn't. We certainly couldn't stand up to him in, in a stand-up fight, um, but there was no way that we were going to be able to really do much if we gave him all of our stuff. So the fact that we were able to do more, more than just one option, uh, well, I guess two options, like fight or run away, give him our stuff, right? You know what I mean? Right. So that was, you know, I really appreciated that. I really enjoyed that part I, of. Uh, I guess that sort of leads into like world building as a topic in general, and like how do you flesh out your world and like add depth to things and everything like what what sort of techniques do you guys use for that i'll let austin go first on this one i, I just make shit up as i go <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's canon All damn, right. the, damn the consequences <laughs> uh there's some stuff i write before uh, but most of the time, I'm like, wow, that's a good idea. We better throw that in now. Uh, <laughs> we, we try to do a little bit of writing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's definitely some improv involved, right? But uh, a tremendous, a tremendous amount. Yeah, <laughs> a tremendous amount. Well, it's like you can't, you can't, you can no, you can plan everything down to like the last period, the last you know speck of dust, right? But I can never plan for player agency. I know you should see my notes for um, the Halloween special. Or like oh, inca God. incarnate, like incarnate for me. You guys literally sequence broke the entire like opening thing. We're not supposed to be where we are right now. Actually, and we I'm, are back where we're supposed to be. You, now, you are back, but... yeah. But like, it's 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 I uh, I had to do stats for a ship, and I was like, what? So just a bunch of stuff with that. But go go ahead, Austin. I'll let so, you continue. Uh, most of the time, I, now that I think about it, I guess I don't just make up shit all the time. Uh, <laughs> I'm uh, a second to think, huh? That, that, uh, I mean, it's quite important. But like, I always try to keep it very vague. Mm -hmm. I have a very vague outline of what a place is supposed to have, and then we play off of that. For for certain characters, I write down cool things that I could say as I'm them very important to say something cool but most of the time like with the warcraft campaign especially even though i was blatantly stealing from somebody else's shit thank yeah. you blizzard uh <laughs> thank you danny blizzard thank you danny blizzard for <laughs> for making the warcraft we never knew what the players were going to get up to because they could go wherever the hell they wanted i think that the players at one time just were like hey why don't we go to lord of Ron instead of doing what we're doing i'm like all right i guess uh <laughs> And then we had to roll with it, even though we had nothing prepared. But luckily, I had some stuff written down as a as a method. So. Yeah, could you you did say that like saying something cool is very important, right? Uh, could you give us like an example? All right. So uh, especially on villains. Mm -hmm. So with Strahd, I've done Curse of Strahd a bunch of times. Mm -hmm. Now we got it honed. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a page of things that are cool to say. Nice, nice. <laughs> you got like a bunch of one-liners. So now this is like bringing up the image of like Strahd himself, right? Like sitting in his room or whatever. We haven't gotten that far, I don't know. But like like coming up with little like witty one-liners. He's like, oh yeah, that'd be really cool to say. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh, he, he practices it in front of the mirror. But he can't because he, he can't see well, he himself. he can't see himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... 
foolish mortals. No, 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 that's not right. That's not right. <laughs> he has to hire someone to come and like watch him and be like, any notes? <laughs> Oh, there's, a, there's a man. There's a man handcuffed to a chair that has to watch him. He got. He got. He got Ultimate Joffrey torture. Rush's character. He got Joffrey Rush's character from the King's Speech. He's he's tied up there in the room. Oh with him. God, that's great. Oh man. So we talked about um, the perils of dealing with players Player and that agency. kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, what was be your like greatest pet peeves when it comes to your players? Most of the time, I I I, I go under the you know, think of like, yeah, the the player's right, even when they're not necessarily right. I try not to say no too much because I want them to, to play play things the way that they, they are. And like, if it's mechanically okay, then we'll do it. You know, rule of cool kind of thing like that. My biggest pet peeve though is when we get too far off topic to the point where it's like completely careening everything off the rails <laughs> so um like if there's like a bad guy coming in or if there's something like that or there's somebody who's sitting there is trying to give like you know <laughs> plot important information and we're just fucking ripping the guy to shreds for no fucking reason oh, and then That's the best part well oh, yeah God. but it's like but then it's like, hey, so we have 15 minutes to do this thing. Hey, your hat looks stupid. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Your trousers are too tight. I, I, Stuff like I, that. I bet this is not calling back to any specific. I don't. No, no, nothing specific. Nothing specific to anything. It's like, I was like, oh, yeah, no. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, you should be saying that that's a lot of children around here. No, that, that one that sounds was... a little bit more specific. No, 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 no. This could happen in any situation, anywhere. Anytime. We just got loopy, man. It, we just got way too loopy. <laughs> so, so that, that, we that's, were tired. that's the thing. And then, then something that like, I also have been, you know, uh, guilty of is players not letting other players have their time. And I am guilty of this too. Like it happens, dude, I'm not saying that I'm, perfect when it comes to that but as a dm that does neither because sometimes like we're talking about player agency and like uh, talking about austin and the you know million different ways that we can get out of a situation sometimes somebody doesn't think of the perfect solution or somebody else has something that can augment that solution and when that gets shut down that is not you know it's not conductive to what we're doing right so it, it doesn't help it's not collaborative. No, it isn't. It becomes, hey, I'm ramrodding the story because, yeah, it's like, I'm I'm ramrodding the story because I'm the main character and you guys are just my, you know, my my roadies, you know? <laughs> my roadies. <laughs> you're, you're here to carry, you're here to carry the stuff and do two tasks. <laughs> uh, what about you, Austin? What do you hate? <laughs> what do you uh, hate? <laughs> <laughs> most of the time, most what of the time grinds player, your gears? players are, uh, you know, most of the, I don't really have any problems with players. Uh, other than other pet peeves, we we I do I go through a lot of new people, getting them into it. Most of the time, my big issue is people playing weird races that start with A. Uh, get them out of here. Nobody wants them. That start with A. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like the uh, Asisimor. You know, you know the one, the bird. Aracocras. Aracocras. Yeah. Nobody likes them. Don't play them. Stop. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> uh. Just play, elf. Just play an elf. You're already weird enough. <laughs> <laughs> You're playing D D. You're weird enough already. <laughs> That's good. Just go with human and call it good. <laughs> yeah. But no, I don't really have too many problems. <laughs> I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I suppose I won't call them out, but yeah, sometimes people get silly. A little too silly. Sometimes we get a little too silly. Yeah, I can see that. You know, silliness happens. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Although, like, some sometimes I do like the moments of brevity that we have, like, when we're in Barovia, because it is very grimdark, you know? Yeah. I mean? Like, it's like, everybody's lost hope. The the land is dying. It is constantly dark there. Nobody has anything of that. And then we're like, huh, I wonder how long that guy's been hung up in that tree <laughs> and, and, and why he was put there. And then there's that, it's like, oh, and there's a there's a crow there pecking on him. Yeah, that's a, that's pretty cool. And, and like, or the, or the stupid stuff that we did, like making your clothes dirty again because I could. Right, because or you're petty. The, 
Or the door thing, too. Was oh, the door, door thing. thing. <laughs> yes, yes. The door thing specifically. Door. <laughs> uh, or yeah. facing through the walls. Going through the walls. Ah, <laughs> oh, good stuff. Yeah. But, like, that's that stuff's fun. As long as it doesn't dominate the whole thing of it. You know, because, like, with Strahd specifically, like... You know, to me, it seems like a lot of the storytelling comes from the fact that it's a bit creepy, you know, and constantly that way. I'm gonna take this one to heart. It's a something I memorized out of the uh, the Strahd book, and it was like, "Go ahead and don't be afraid for humor to slip in. It is just going to happen. <laughs> it is just gonna happen. <laughs> it's just gonna happen." And that, like, from Swords of the, like Wizards of the Coast, it's just gonna happen. <laughs> I think that's a great thing because I don't know. I I feel like it's probably, you know, hard to limit humor because that's just kind of how people deal with things, right? Like that's sort of like how we process everything. Yeah. Um, especially this group of people who <laughs> we play with. Oh god. So yeah. like like when I did the um Halloween campaign, I fully expected tons of silliness. I didn't understand how silly it could get, but I was like, all right, fine, let's just see how it goes. <laughs> you let you let Chris be a pots and pans robot. Yes, I did. You knew what this was. We made him big. <laughs> I did, in fact, and I let him have a human gun. So you know. <laughs> yeah, I. And I, I played was... a frat bro, so like, yeah. <laughs> and it was my just a crazy time. And my character read smut yeah. exclusively. You know, it was... exclusively. <laughs> I mean, that one's closer to real life now. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Savi, who introduced me to it? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> oh, great. Great stuff. <laughs> um, um, good stuff. Okay. No, I, I've had a lot of fun with our group. It, it's nice to, you know, take a step back from our crazy world and just kind of let loose a little bit, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. I like that a lot. I think we're a pretty fun bunch, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> um, that's, that's what it's all for in you. Right. Yeah. It's a game, right? Anyways, back to Austin. You had talked about introducing like new a lot of new players. You have a lot of turnover with like introducing new people into the game. What advice do you like tend to give new players or new DMs even? Uh, show the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> That is important. Tell me you have a pet peeve. Fuck you. Shut the fuck up. That does sound like a pet peeve territory. Uh, what do you mean? That's just good advice. That's just good life advice. Show the fuck up. Right? Yeah. For DMs, it's just be vague. Be vague? Be vague. For, for players, it's just uh, be respectful. Those are good things. Yeah. yeah. So. How about you, Jake? I, so I, I'd, I'd echo those, you know. For, for them for for DMs I I would um, say keep it vague but like know where the story's going all right I gotta come back on that all right be vague but also be more descriptive yeah <laughs> like know where you're starting and know where you're gonna go right don't railroad anybody to where you're gonna go they're gonna get there but just remember where you're going like the, that's that's the that's the, the and these the story in the game is the journey to that point um, and players, be open to new ideas, play whoever you want to play, and give it a shot. Just give it a chance. Because character generation can sometimes be a slog, especially if you're brand new. And you can, some people can remedy that by playing a pre-made character, but it's, it, it's, it's not the same. It's, it's like... a lot of math, like, right out the gate. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it's, it's like diet D&D, &D, right? It's mm -hmm. like, you're not playing you right or who you want to be and that's one of the b best things about D, D is that you could be whoever whomever whenever you want to be you could be a pots and pans robot yeah you could be a pots and pans robot you could be like a, a, an air genasi that's a barely solid thing of wind right you could there's a bunch of different things that you can be right you could be um, a human fighter you could be a human fighter Whatever, right? You, you could be a human fighter. Um, <laughs> Most vanilla character. And it's better. It's better than Asimar anything. Yeah. And so, Hello, it is I, ANA Asimar Artificer Honk. <laughs> so, but like, honk, but there's honk. there's things like that, and so you just you just have to get past that first that first hump. Give it your chance. Give it a chance. You'll love it. You just you just will. I haven't introduced D and D 
a role-playing game to somebody who hasn't enjoyed their time. They haven't necessarily kept playing or, you know, done anything like that, but they have had a good time. That's kind of the beauty of the whole thing is it's, it, you know, even though it seems daunting, it is for everybody. That's some pretty good advice. Okay, guys. So I don't know if Kiersey uh, copy and pasted these. Did you? I did. Yeah, okay. I, yeah, I have, I have the game. Now okay. he has it. Well, now you have because <laughs> I didn't hey, hit enter. Can someone, someone remember to press enter? Oh god, that is such a mean thing. <laughs> so we're gonna move on to our game of this interview. We're gonna do Would You Rather. So to start off, Would You Rather spend a week in the town of Barovia or spend a week in a house-shaped friendly mimic? Friendly. Oh yeah, friendly. definitely the friendly mimic. Yeah, definitely, just, yeah, definitely just die. <laughs> you, you would just die yeah, yeah. in the other case. In, in the town of Brovia, okay. I thought yeah. it'd be a little harder. For Wait, this is this one. is this is this post killing the the uh, killing what's his name in, in the basement? Like when everything's going back to normal, or is this like fresh? You know, fresh into Brovia. What what would what would you consider? Like well, it's like, friendly, right? Well, friendly, friendly. Well, it, like how friendly is this mimic? Right? right. So like, this is where we have some leeway. You could debate like which point in time for the town of Barovia, and you you can debate how friendly exactly this mimic is. Is it like Casper level friendly, or is it like it'll let you sit in its mouth for a little while, and maybe it like accidentally swallows in the middle of the night? We don't know. Like, what do you guys think? Well, either way, one is a hundred percent chance of death, right? If you will just die. You know, to wolves, the undead. You know, it's just it's just not good outside even. <laughs> just so, in general. Bad weather. Bad so, weather is just, you know. So it so it's either become like a pulver or something like that for like a like sitting inside like a crocodile's mouth and like eating the stuff, like cleaning <laughs> cleaning like the, the mimic's mouth and stuff like that. Yeah. Um or die. <laughs> I mean, there's a chance you could die either way, but you know. Well yeah, but like <laughs> So you guys are going with mimic, I'm guessing. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, oh yeah. man. I, I don't I don't I don't have any I don't have any special powers. I mean Austin would probably be more more suited to survive in Barovia because like he's done Curse of Strahd so much so he, he well, would counts. be able to Am I am I going with myself or do I get like prep? <laughs> That's totally up to you guys. Like what what do you think the situation is? So are we are we isekai'd in there just like we blink and we're suddenly there or like do we get hit do we have That'd to get hit awful. by do we have to get hit by truck coon first or like what? Like what? <laughs> what? It's that's that's a, that's a, uh, anime fans will get that. <laughs> that's really funny. Uh <sighs> what if what if you're just like a level one? You just drop in. You're level one. Whatever you want to be. Oh, definitely mimic cows, right? Yeah, definitely mimic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, we're dead that's either funny. way at that point. We're level ones. Uh, that's funny. Maybe, okay. I, maybe maybe I'm a paladin. I can lay hands on myself every time the mimic bites me, so I don't die. You're just doing the macarena. <laughs> I don't want to die. Oh God. Okay. Would you rather be a lacer or a paladin? <laughs> I do want to smite people. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, the smite and the extra radiant damage is thing, but is is good. But what about organized religion? <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you, your oath can be to anything. I know, I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah. Well, like one one thing, you know, well, I thought about this. Paladin. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, was that clown paladin? A clown paladin. <laughs> Oh no! Is that an SS? Is that an SS joke? Well, I mean, if I can be a clown paladin, that's hands down. <laughs> clown bending is a laser, might be a little bit. Yeah, I mean, is, that, it's just... is that balloon animal it... making? No, no, you, oh. you, you you control clowns. <laughs> you control clowns. Sounds very uh specific. Fold them in half. <laughs> Oh god. Oh my god. Yeah. Um I'm going to say probably I'll probably be a laser actually now that I think about it because pal the paladin stuff has so for so for the paladin I the stuff that you have to do for the oath and stuff like that is probably just a bit much for me. I'd go with laser. What yeah. kind of laser? Um hmm. You know maybe in Air or a fire laser? I've always, always wanted to be a waterbender. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think waterbenders are sick. <laughs> uh, so for for 
IRL most usefulness, I think like the uh, either the water bending for healing or earth bending would be good. But of course, I just want to shoot lightning at people. So <laughs> give me the fire. <laughs> Give me the fire so, so you can live on your you can live on your Emperor Palpatine. Dreams. Sadly, sadly, Azula never had that unlimited power moment because she has to like dance every time she summons the lightning. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, but... I guess she kind of did, but it was really sad at the very end when she gets like trapped up. You know. Oh, know? that's so weird and sad. It's like Ooh. yeah. But... Anyways, <laughs> I didn't mean, to, didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying. Uh, but yeah, Paladin. To smite people, yeah. Smite people. Alrighty. Um, well, would you rather have a bag of holding that has a couple of unknown but powerful scrolls inside it, or have the ability to cast any cantrip spell whenever you want? Alright, I have a question. When you say, like, any cantrip, do I have to pick one and I only get that one, or do you mean any cantrip? Any cantrip I have, whenever. I have, I have, well, any cantrip. Because... <laughs> oh. Oh, any I would, cantrip. I, I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, the bag of holding is nothing. Uh, but what about the spells that are in it, you know? Yeah, but I, the ability to cast Thaumaturgy whenever I want, yeah, I'll never does, open a door ever again. Does, does, doesn't matter. Mage, mage hand, press digitation, send, message. I'm just hearing yeah. y'all are lazy. That's what I'm hearing. That's exactly Fuck what yes. it sounds like. Well, like, Hell you know, yeah. the bag of holding, what could it have? A fireball? I mean, that's cool, right? But yeah. ultimately, not useful unless I want to throw a fireball. <laughs> I mean, unless I want to uh, make so, unless I want to make one area in particular like really fucking dead, or if I want to burn all of California down. You know, that's, um, good, for, that's good for having unlimited. But the ability to un to unlimitedly open and close doors with thaumaturgy <laughs> is too good to pass. So. So you guys want like Harry Potter style houses, <laughs> basically, where like chores do themselves. And doors open and close, like at will. That sounds, will. That sounds like paradise. I don't know. <laughs> Sa savvy, savvy. When 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 your pocket tore the other day, mending yeah. right there. Yeah. Mending right across that. Oh my goodness, fix, fix that's it. also good. Yeah. See, I mean, like, and we're gonna, I mean, this, we're gonna look at this list real quick. And and prestidigitation. <laughs> I mean, prestidigitation alone, you will never have a bad bit of food ever again. I knew you would go for prestidigitation. Yeah, I was wondering what he was gonna You're, say. You would never smell bad. Your clothes would never get dirty. You get, Nothing. It's it's fucking perfect. You get shaped water, so you, you're you also get mold earth, so you also you also gonna do bending already. Control flames. <laughs> Uh, naturally, you also get Acid Splash, very useful. You get Eldritch Blast, don't you? Well, if you're a wizard, like a- what, what type of cantrips am I getting? It just says any cantrip spell. Alright, well, I guess so. <laughs> you get- you get any cantrips, but they come from the ranger spell list. Can I can I take arcane like uh, arcane initiative or uh, or mystical secrets? No, mystical it's just secrets. it's just can just ranger cantrips. Rangers Damn. don't get cantrips. Turns out, fuck you, ranger. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, yeah. Because even like because even like like isn't like Hunter's Mark? Oh, wait, Hunter's Mark is a, a first level. Uh, spell. Is a first level spell. Uh, brutal. <laughs> those those poor damn rangers. <laughs> brutal. Oh, Has God. anyone ever played a ranger? Does anyone I, even know what it's like? I played that our level twenty campaign. I was a ranger. <laughs> yeah, for Hellfort. Because I wanted to try it out, and I would. I mean, I liked having a reindeer, but other than that, I would. The reindeer was pretty dope. Yeah, Jake yeah. was pretty great. I did I, love that. I'm pretty I, sure a fighter with a longbow can also purchase a smart reindeer. <laughs> well. <laughs> I also wanted to try out a ranger to see, like, are they as bad as everyone says? And I wouldn't say they're bad, but I wouldn't say they're good either. <laughs> they're, like, they're okay. They're so, all right. So, I mean, so there's a lot of Unearthed Arcana stuff that's coming in for ranger that makes them a lot better. And um, I just don't know how to play yeah. <laughs> good enough. Uh, I was like, I, see, if I were to do a ranger, if I were to make a, make a ranger build... I would build it like Legolas. Like, I, I would try to find, like, a Legolas-style build. Yeah, but Legolas is a fighter. Fucking Aragorn is literally a ranger. But, <laughs> but he is he... the leader of the rangers. He, but... is the ra he can heal. Legolas is just back there shooting the bow. Aragorn's way cooler. Legolas, what do your elf eyes see? 
fucking tell me that, that that's a fighter stat. Where's that? He's, he's, he's just an, an elf. elf. That's... <laughs> That those are the elf eyes. Well, you don't. But, but but you don't think that's augmented by the fact that that they're you know, traveling over land and that he's not like yeah, reading but, signs. But, but Legolas isn't the one like you know doing the tracking. That's Aragorn. Okay, Aragorn's in the book. The tracking. <sighs> and he's and he's 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 finding the the, the 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 herbs to heal Frodo, and he, and yeah. he can heal people. Yeah, see, but but Legolas, but you're but you're, to, but you're totally just. Legolas but you're just and Gimli kept... are the fighter bros. Well, you're dis you're discounting Legolas's upbringing, like in the in the in the woodlands. Oh, that's a thing, right? Uh, that's his background. That's his background. <laughs> that's his background. <laughs> well, no shit. And he was a pretty he was a, he was actually a pretty boy noble, if anything. But so was fucking Aragorn. Are you kidding me? He grew up in Rivendell the whole time. No, no, he was out and about hunting the goblins with the uh, with the fucking what do you call them? What do you call them? The, the Dunedain. But the yeah, Dunedain. but he, but he, but he lived in Rivendell. Okay, after his mom died, because his mom took him there after after the the kingdoms fell apart. But he he was out with the Dunedain, becoming their leader. Right, anyways, he's a ranger. Jake's wrong. We're gonna, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna we're gonna have some words. Oh man. Okay, it's fine. It's all right. Nerd fight. It's fine. We're well, all this good. actually transitions pretty well into the next yeah. question. <laughs> Does it? Oh my god. Um. All right. Would you rather have your campaign derailed constantly or have it end unexpectedly? Well, on account of having campaigns do both. Uh, <laughs> The derailing is much more preferable. Yeah, definitely much more preferable. Because <laughs> at least yeah. we're playing. Right, right. right. And, and ending unexpectedly, it could just be like they sequence skipped and, you know, got the bit <laughs> bad before they were supposed to, or everyone TPK'd, or, you know, no one TPKs are fine. You can just, you can, you can <laughs> yeah, play off Because that's, that's, that's a mechanic. So, like, one thing that we did for something like that to eliminate TPKs, like, if we, like, just started... Because that happened sometimes when we, were, when we were in smaller groups and we had balanced stuff, right? Mm -hmm. uh, we had what were called derp tokens. So tokens. Yeah, so when you messed up and then you would cash in one of those tokens and everybody had one and then you'd go back to like the basically reload the previous save. Um, <laughs> that sounds very nice. Yeah. And it's just that's that's what we would do. Now, now we play for keeps, but like... Now it's know. all or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, constantly derailed because then at least we're playing. <laughs> That's good. Alrighty. Well then, let's see. Um, since, you know, you guys are saying how that happens in all of them anyways, one or the other, shopping day or beach episode? So I have had like two to three session long shopping deals. Oh yeah, God. and I, I love them. I love the show. <laughs> Do you really? At, at, fir at first, I was like, "God damn, we spent two episodes doing this." But like, ever since I cut back on them and took them out, and I was like, "Damn, I do like the shopping episodes because it gives <laughs> it gives light, it gives life to cities. Uh, it really does because it shows the it shows the little guys that are uh, that you don't really get to see all the time, and it gives life to it. Uh, plus, I don't really have to do too much work. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. It, at that point, it's just running numbers and like general sale markups. Like it's pretty easy at that point. And it, I, the players don't know it, but I, I just have like big tabs and I try to rip them off as good as I can. So I'm still winning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's that. <laughs> and it's not like we. And the, the, the worst part about it is like it's not like we can go to another like you know Cannon Smith or some shit like that, right? Like like you're the only game in town. You know? <laughs> That's the thing. Starwind would have that kind of stuff, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that seems all right." I don't know what the price of his shirt is. Here's two twenty plat. Here's your coat. Well, I mean that that okay that specific was because we were unbelievably wealthy. <laughs> it was unlimited money. And it was it, it, money became basically fucking nothing. Um, I mean we were a small nation essentially at that point. That that was was really fun for me on that one because we were like that was those were like the like macro building you know macro shopping episodes right like we were we were building material and stuff for forts and for you know and and getting logistics set up for the standing army that we were building like all of awesome. like i mean like so prep work on that one 
I did, I wrote out an entire field guide as to how the military will run, how the stuff is going, based off of, like, you know, um, based off of, like, how the units will, will act in, like, battle groups and stuff like that. Like, we got really in-depth, and I'm really bummed out we didn't ever get to use it. <laughs> oh, no. But, uh, I've never done a beach episode. So I don't know how it would go if you were to do it in D&D. Do, do you say, all right, hey, we're all going to go to, you know, the the coast of Circular Key, and we're just going to, you know, hang out and bum around on the beach for a day, and suddenly, like, you know, a watcher in the water comes out and, you know, tentacle whips everybody on the beach? Like, I mean... I mean, yeah. I guess I would qualify a beach episode as, like, a day where everyone's just kind of, like, chilling like no big crazy things are happening oh Nothing, so like, we're super so we're... important to the plot like you're just like hanging out <clears throat> right yeah. so we're doing the fan service day yeah right? that's, oh okay. that's what it i would say it means but uh, <laughs> he said fan service day go ahead and replay the video uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love japan <laughs> oh <laughs> but but i mean like really uh, I mean, I, we, we, you could play it like that. Um, Sounds like we need to do a beach episode. I think we should. Like, yeah. I think our characters deserve a beach day, you know? Yep. Sounds great. I'm going to go shopping day. <laughs> shopping day is the way to go. Shopping. See, and another thing also, like, as a DM that you can do, too, is, like, you can get, like, okay, what is what is Savvy building with all of that, with all that steel, with all the steel ingots? Like, what... <laughs> Why is she buying that many, like, silver daggers? Like, what the fuck are you doing, right? So, like, you know, why are you buying that monk's hood and wolfbane? Like, why are you... Well, I I always know exactly what my players are doing, but it's already too late. Uh... (laughs) It's already too late. That's great. All right. Would you rather have dark vision or be able to speak to animals? I've got dark vision, DM. <laughs> I've got dark vision. I've got dark vision. I don't need to Is that it. a pet peeve? <laughs> I feel like we've got two already. <laughs> it like so so in Austin's defense, it is difficult <laughs> to like get it consistent. Alright, here's the thing about fucking dark vision. I'm gonna lay it down. Literally, you, you cannot actually see perfectly in the dark. It's still dim, which means things are difficult to see. You still need the torch to be able to attack. You, 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 can, you, you can see shapes. See, just, just like you cannot perfectly see in the dark. Only drow get that, and that makes them so they can't like even go in the sun. So it's like so that so that's how you play dark vision, right? Is is that is that how it is in the no, I just in took the it out. I just said, Fuck you. Stop having it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, is is that how it is in the in the P, in the the player's handbook? Yes, yeah. it's it's actually no. You still have to probably light up. It's really good. No, it's, so it, at, it, the, at the edge of a torch, so it's it's uh, fifteen feet of bright light and fifteen feet of dim light. Uh, so if it's in that extra fifteen feet, and you're facing against like uh, an acid snake that can see in the dark. The human fighter cannot shoot it with the bow because it's in dim light. It's hard to see, or he has Wait, disadvantage but, anyway. But but if you okay, but but if so, but if you have dark vision, if you use like the the second level spell, right? The stat says you you touch a willing creature and grant the ability to see in the dark. That's different. The spell is different. But wouldn't hmm? But wouldn't dark vision still be the same? I'm not sure Never mind. Uh, yeah, you're, I mean, you're dark missing. vision can see in the dark within within a specific radius. So, Everything after that is dark. So here how this is how it works. So a monster with dark vision can see in the dark within a specific radius. Okay. So whatever their sightline is. Uh-huh. Uh, like elves get 60. Yeah. So you can see dim light as bright light and uh, darkness as if it was dim. Oh, uh, uh, okay. So you, even the spell just does that. That's all it does. Mm. Uh, so it's still dim, which is a difficult shot. But it's, anyway, it's good for the elf when he can see a creature as if it was bright and dim light. Or I suppose. Well, then, I mean, I guess if you just cast, like, there's a small flame in your hand or whatever like that, like, that just gives off, like, minimal light, you could use that without having to have a torch. Uh, but I rarely ever, like, do the dim light combat rules. What I do mm. is to hide things in the dark. 
Uh, and then they're like, well, I can see it. It's in a... Anyways. Uh, where uh, are okay, we? I, I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. <laughs> I want to speak to dogs. <laughs> we were, have dark vision or be able to speak to animals. So you'd rather speak to dogs? Yeah, because dark vision is like not as good. I mean, I think don't all humans have a little bit of dark vision because we can, you know, kind of see in the dark. You you already have it. <laughs> I would I would say that we don't really have dark vision compared to like nocturnal animals. The question well, is, do you yeah. want drow dark vision where you literally have night vision? Well, like even my dog has better like night vision than I do, right? Yeah. So like, and he has fine day vision. I don't know. I guess in my my job, where where I have to go in the dark places all the time, it'd be quite useful. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know who else it would be useful for. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I work in a dimly lit room all day every day. So. <laughs> yeah, but 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 savvy then like, but if you had if you had dark vision then as it's described there. All the little tiny, like, you know, tea lights that you have, okay? They would be like giant fluorescent bulbs. Well, yeah, but what I'm saying, like, if it were something like how our dog sees it, right? Versus, like, D&D dark vision, then that would be different. Oh, but yeah. I would, of co- I always 100% go with speak with animals. That's just me. But, <laughs> like, no matter what else it is, yes, <laughs> speak with animals. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'd speak to animals. <laughs> Finally, I could finally ask. I finally asked Fergus why. Uh, why is yeah, he the way that he why is? Why the fuck are you barking? <laughs> Please stop barking. Yeah. Uh, and he God. could tell me. He could tell me, and I would understand. Now, yeah. here's the big one. Would you rather act out a scene completely by yourself, like NPC to NPC sort of deal, um, or have your PCs avoiding your plot hooks? <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, like you know, when when you have your NPC and one character's like, uh, oh yeah, well, let's uh, ask so and so what they think about you, this. So you now you have the two. The scene of M- Luthendel, uh, Jaina, and oh, what was her name? Uh, uh, Luthendel's wife, right? Oh, Luthendel's wife. That was another one. Yeah, uh, I was talking about Dragon Lady. I can't remember her name right now. Uh, oh, oh, um, um, Kara. Yes. Yeah, Kara uh, Straza. Go ahead, Kara Straza. We, we got them three talking together. It's all. Uh, oh, that was. I can't fun. do a female voice to save my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jaina, Jaina went from Jaina went from like an attempted female voice to at the end just like I. It, it's just me. It's Austin. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Oh, a lot man. of really, God, just a lot of really good times. I was in love with his with his characterization of Jaina and Karastraza. I was, my Solanus was in love with these characters. <laughs> it was amazing. But yeah, uh, I, I'd much rather act myself. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> it, it's awkward as hell, and like, I mean, I don't think the the players care too much. I don't know if they're like. Oh man, ah oh, hell, we're just making him suffer. And they're like, ah oh, yeah, let's watch, let's watch Austin fucking play by himself over there. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> I try to make it so that the DMs start having a scene with themselves because I know how weird it is. <laughs> it's just like it's not, a, it's it's just awkward, but it's so funny. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Like, do you ever forget who you are in that moment where you're trying to have a conversation with yourself? Because I just, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, What? (laughs) Because, like, if you have three characters at once, and, like, you're trying to respond, but you're like, oh, wait, I used the wrong voice, or, oh, they wouldn't say it like this, or, you know... Well, well, when you're talking on the phone with somebody, do you forget that you're talking on the phone? No, no, because no. I'm not more than one oh, person. I, I, I do, I do forget who I am when I'm talking on the phone to myself. <laughs> that would be that would be the situation. If you're talking on the phone to yourself, which one are you talking from? So I I understand what you're saying, too. Thank you, appreciate it. Sammy's got me. Okay, well, if you were on the, a three-way call with yourself. And you were tr- and you were all a different personality, and you're trying to have that combo, you know, 
Things could get crossed, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm already, like, my brain is, like, fuzzing out over here. <laughs> I don't even know how to say <laughs> Well, Jake, have you ever had a scene with yourself, like, with multiple of your own NPCs talking to each other? Oh, after God. you're done choking? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I have. <laughs> You've never been confused, apparently. <laughs> no, because, well, okay, because thankfully... <laughs> Thankfully, they've been with three distinct characters or two mm. other characters that, mm. like, are, like, plot-specific. So, okay. it's, like, you know, it hasn't been that bad because it's, like, it's all happened, like, within, you know, thing. Like, like, I remember one time we were having a conversation and we were asked a question about, like, there was the librarian and their assistant there and... Uh, they were talking with the or the guy who was do, who was doing the seals, right? The the royal seals, right? Um, and you asked the librarian a question, and then the librarian answered it, and then chimed. Then the assistant chimed in, and then they talked to each other and conferred with it, and then answered the question for you, right? So I, I haven't had any any issues because that's the only instance I've had. I haven't had a point like Austin where like he's had to have like a full on conversation. That sounds insane. With the different three characters <laughs> at the same time. That sounds like that would be confusing. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. God. What, uh, was yeah. it confusing, Austin? Yeah. I mean, you just... It's, it's a hell of a juggling act. <laughs> when you're all the bad guys. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. I guess thanks for putting up with our questions, guys. <laughs> oh, no, I love this. Yeah. Uh, it was a fun time, actually. Yeah, we're going to definitely follow up um, with yeah. the... I really like the idea of doing a, like, baby DM, like, um, Like little series of yeah, exactly. interviews. That would be mm -hmm. fun. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys for joining us today. And thank you everybody at home for listening to this episode. I'm not going to tell you where to find all the things because that'll be in the outro. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you later. Goodbye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dice and Consequences. Please go ahead and follow, subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you listen to it. You can follow us on Instagram at Dyson Podcast, or you can email us at DysonConsequences at gmail.com. Attribution for the sound effects can be found in the episode description. Theme song and outro is Firestone by Seth Baldwin. Thank you guys for listening to our new interview series. We plan on making more of these. If you have any questions that you want ask that we didn't ask of any of our guests or if you have any proposed guests that you want to hear from go ahead and send us an email at dysonconsequences at gmail.com or you can dm us on instagram at dyson podcast we look forward to hearing from you and hope you enjoy okay what do you think the troll that is opening up the black gate all the time does when he's not opening the black gate the troll the 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 mountain troll the, the, the giant cave troll that, that 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 pushes the winch on the black on the on a Moranon. Yeah. You know, I have no idea why any of Soren's minions do fucking anything, honestly. I, I, I don't get it. I mean I I'm sure that there's somebody that's gonna be able to like, you know, you know it, it, it really depends on reason. who you ask. If uh, this is a tag, it's way too long, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well like so Jake, right. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's a... Do you, do you believe that orcs have sex or are they cook in a bag? Yeah, leave that, leave that in. So, Jake, you think... <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Um, actually, I think they're birthed. Like, I think, I think they do have, I think they do have sex Like, because... from the birthing pit, where they're cooked up by Sauron, or, or, or they're female orcs out in your area right now? Um, I'm, I'm trying just... to make content, Jake. God! Well, I, mean, I, 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 believe me, I get it. Content, content, yeah, but, like... Are, are we just, like, supposed to, like, 
start writing our answers to these and sending them to you? No, like, no, 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 no. We're gonna have a conversation. Scribe them on Slate. Like, what, what are we doing? We're, We're just we letting you know what have them. Be. Right. So you're not like caught off guard or anything. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, I just, I don't feel comfortable answering. Uh, you know. Uh, what brought me to the table? It's just, it's not a very, it's a very personal answer, you know? Um, my well... feet. <laughs> Welcome everybody back to Dice and Consequences. <coughs> but we'll be okay. We well, you know, this. you know Austin's a chatterbox over there, so. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> can't, can't shut up. <laughs> It's like it's like in interview Austin. It's just like completely different. He's like, all right, now everyone, shut the fuck up. I'm here. <laughs> hey, it's Austin Worley Bird Woodyard here, coming at you with this sizzling Saturday. Yeah, something like that, right? It's like it's it's something it's something like that. He's like a completely like different person. Uh, uh, I, I'm just gonna put on my best Jay Leto impression. <laughs> Exactly, exactly that. Whenever you're ready. Alright, okay. quiet. <laughs> quiet on set. <clears throat> that means you copy McGee. <laughs> One thing that I, I've also noticed too is like, even though you say you don't do a lot of prep work, like you do a lot of fucking prep work. <laughs> well, like the, you do the, a the lot. The more I think about it, I'm like, huh. Yeah, yeah. Like you, <laughs> that did take a lot of time, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, like you do a lot of fucking prep work. Like, you know, one one thing that the biggest for me is like, I'm horrible at getting character sheets out. I'm horrible at getting enemy character sheets out or NPC character sheets out or anything else like oh, that. Oh, I right? didn't even think about that. I had I had to make like a hundred of those. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 